Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, and you're listening to the Tour Coach Podcast. These are a collection of conversations, roundtable discussions, interviews with friends, people I meet, people I teach, folks that come to see us, people that I teach with, respect and admire all from around the world of golf. If you're a golf nut, a golf junkie, you love golf instruction, or maybe you just want a little entertainment, you're in the right place. We've got over 200 conversations out there available for you now on the Tour Coach, and I'm excited as we head into 2024. Our goal is to bring you more content each and every week and help all of you enjoy and play the game of golf better. Special thanks to my sponsors that have all been with me for such a long time. Thanks to McConnell Automotive, Mitch McConnell and the folks at McConnell Automotive, and the folks at Bushnell Golf. Couldn't do any of it, especially pro work without them. Vineyard Vines, keeping us looking good and always taking care of us at all the retreats. And, of course, Shrikshan and Cleveland Golf and the folks there, whether it's Chip Holcomb, Eddie Dry, Mason Prang, Noel Zavada, Roddy McDonald, all of them, everybody that has uh, in, been part of our journey with Shrikshan Cleveland Golf for over 23 years, I believe it is now. So, uh, And also want to welcome one of the new sponsors to the do sweepers and the tour coach podcast and that would be visor skin care and our folks uh the franklins who are been do sweepers and fans of us for a long time and it is by far the best skin care and sunscreen out there uh, so make sure you check them out as well and hope you enjoy this season of the tour coach and what we've got going on we're looking forward to bringing you some great stuff and enjoy this conversation here on the tour coach all right so joining me here on the tour coach is Somebody I've been wanting to get on for a while. He's uh, always one of the better people to run into and chat with whenever I'm out on the road and, and run into him. Uh, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher, new this year, but he's been a great teacher, great dude, great player for a long time from down in Admiral's Cove, another pretty cool place to hang out down there in Palm Beach. I'm waiting for my invite, though. I mean, I, I don't get invited to the nice places. It's He, he doesn't like other Italians. Mike Malizia. Maliz, what is up, brother? How you doing, man? Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, it's good. You know, uh, no, everything is good, and uh, it's pretty cool hanging out down there in Palm Beach. I know you got a special place, and, man, you all just built a heck of a – you've shown me all the pictures, and I've heard from people the the Learning Center, Performance Center you all built is pretty special, pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It turned out great. Um, it's, the members are going nuts using it. They love it, and it's just – you know, it's just such a, a great spot. It's great to, you know, be a part of such a great club like Admirals. And then the fact that you're down there and, and being able to create this uh, per- beautiful performance mm-hmm. center and design it the way that you know is, is the best for them to get better is just such a great opportunity and a treat to and, be there. And not only that, kudos to them because I've been part of – a couple, you know, building performance centers and they've turned out great, but like kudos to them for letting you design it and them understanding that you had the vision and, you know, cause not all clubs and all people are like that. I mean, I mean, we're not trying to get other, you know, clubs mad or whatever, but that's, but that's the fact of it, right? Not everybody, you know, understands that you, Hey, you're the directors, you know what it needs to be. And when they let you do it, I mean, and it's turned out awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that. That was that. You know, they looked to me. We called in the right people, right? And um, you know, it was kind of okay. What do you need? Mm-hmm. 
what do you see? What do you, where do we go with this? So it, it, uh, it was, it was just awesome. Well, really good. talk about your journey. I, it, you know, we have tons, obviously somebody driving around listening to you and I is a golf nerd or they've got nothing better to do. Right. <laughs> and a lot of young golf teachers listen to this as well and golf, golf nerds. But I always like to pick people's brain on their journey. Like where, what got you to where you are? Like, how did all this start for you, Meliz? It, it's it's funny. It, it really is. So, I mean, I always tell people, you know, they said, well, how'd you get into golf? I said, well, my dad was a club pro, so I didn't really have a, an option. But my dad was a, a decent player, um, actually coached the guy on tour um, for a while. This was back a long time ago. Uh, Wayne Levy worked worked with him for a while. Wayne's won a bunch of times oh, yeah. out there. Then, but then, you know, I'm, I'm the youngest by – uh, the youngest of six by 11 years. So my dad actually got out of the business hmm. uh, as I was growing up and got in, moved to South Florida and, and opened up a restaurant. So he got in the restaurant business, but you know, we all played and that's kind of, you know, how I got introduced to it. So I started, I started playing when I was five. I started competing nationally when I was nine and, and did pretty good as a junior and, and through the ranks. And, uh, you know, just just wanted to play and, and try to get out there. So I turned pro early. I turned pro at 19. Um, I played my first PGA Tour event. I Monday qualified for Doral back in the day when mm. you Monday qualified for it. And, um, you know, as a young kid out there, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And go out and it, it, it's funny how things happen. And, and, you know, my dad being such a big part of of a golfer that I've become, person I've become, but I go out the first day and she's 76 and just talking to him at dinner that night, he's like, Hey man, just go out tomorrow and have fun. You know, chances are doesn't matter, but you just enjoy your first event because that's, you're always going to remember your first event. Mm-hmm. So I go out the second day and she's 66, end up making the cut. But, uh, you know, and that's kind of where it, where it all started. So I, uh, Went to went to tour school a couple times, bounced around on mini tours, played everywhere. I, you know, I always made the joke. I, I think I've, I've played every tour except the ladies. <laughs> and you but, would if you would if the, well, they might let you now, Malizzi. Well, yeah, no, you're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, let's see. I was, now I'm 24, and uh, I go to Q school. I'm at finals. Tied for this, I'm tied for sixth place going into the last day. That's when they took uh, they took fifty, I believe. Okay. And um, so I go out the last day, shoot seventy six, end up missing my card by a shot. Mm. That was my first full year on the Nike Tour. So kind of from there, I was you know played a bunch of tour events. And my last event was um, I played the Open in two thousand at Pebble. Wow. And then. Uh, you know, just kind of popped around and, and was to the point where I don't want to do this anymore because, you know, I look back at it now being an instructor and it was, I was the worst student in the world. Not, not meaning that I wouldn't listen is that I was so intrigued by why and how things happened and what they do. So I would be, I remember with Mike Adams and David Ledbetter and I was so, so fortunate to have worked with these guys that, you know, they, well, we're going to change this and work on that. See you next week. Now I would go home and I would compile back then you had the VHS tapes. 
of all the swings I could find from <laughs> tour events and come back and go the next week, okay, well, why do you want me here when he can do it? How can he do it? So, you know, I drove them nuts, but I, that in being intrigued on that, I think is really what helped me become a decent, decent coach. And, you know, it's not good for players because I, I just I was just fascinated on everything of why. Right. I didn't care if it was right or wrong. I just wanted to know why. So after I got through playing, I was, believe it or not, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm, you know, 30 years old. And what am I going to do? You know, uh -huh. I don't, I mean, I've, I've done one thing, man. You know, I've played golf. It's my, it's been my life. I don't, you know, I'm not going in the restaurant business. That's just not, not me. So I had a couple buddies at the time. I had one who, um, two of them actually really good players, but they were both in the secret service and, uh, that was an option and one that I was kind of really jacked up about. But from where I had to start, I'd have to do two years as a uniformed officer in DC. Oh, wow. And so that, that, that's not going to happen. So then I had another buddy who was in real estate and he was killing it. And another buddy who was in insurance. So I had options, and then one of my best friends who was the director of golf at this place, you know, and, and the more people I started talking to, like Adams sure. and, and Led, were like, you got to teach. You got to teach. You're so, you, you were good at it because of how uh, intrigued you were <clears throat> and thing. And I was like, dude, I just got out of golf. I don't want to go back into golf. And plus, I've only, you know, the people that I helped, because along the way, you know, I, I helped a lot of guys out on tour, but it was more, you know, we're both struggling on the range. Yeah. You know, and, and you just start talking. And what are you working with with your teacher? Well, I'm doing this. Oh, you know, and I'm not really understanding. Well, you know, I kind of always was able to help them kind of decipher what the coach was saying in a certain way. And never, but never really saw it. You know, and when those guys started saying, hey, you got to do this, I said, I don't know. So my buddy said, hey, man. Give me six months. Just try it. And then, you know, we'll figure out what, what, what your journey needs to be. So I went six months. I was like, shit, this is easy helping the average player. I mean, tour players are hard to help, as you know. Because, oh, yeah. You know, it's not just what you say. It's what you you better not say. And it's also, you know, because you can get them going sideways if you say too much. And it's, it's, it's only helping them, you know, save that one to two shots you know, out oh, there. Yeah, for but, sure. But with amateurs, it's like, shit, I could take 10 shots off this guy's game just by managing and, you know, teaching him a little bit of how to manage his swing. So I was, you know, it was just, it was what I was really meant to do. Didn't know it at the time. Um, but that's always been my passion. So I was with, at that previous place that I was at, I was there for 17 years and then couple years ago, um, admirals had reached out and said, Hey, we don't have a director of instruction. We want to put in this big performance center and you teach a lot of the members here. And I think it would be a great fit. And, uh, so that's kind of how it happened. That's awesome. That's a heck of a story. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, you know, I totally get the whole, like you're trying to find the why, right. You know, mm -hmm. Uh, and again, I just told somebody the other day that I think the best tour players are either geniuses or they're stupid. <laughs> Amen. Right. Absolutely. Like, I don't know that the middle guys 
or I mean, I mean, I think like the highly intelligent, you know, or just, you know, a way above average intelligent, plenty smart. Like, I think it's I think it's harder. Right. Because I think sometimes they get so lost in trying to figure things out. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be so next level intelligent that you realize that you have to just go brain dead Mm -hmm. or you're just brain dead. It's one of the two, right, you know, right. when you're, you're in that, you're in that middle ground. It's, it's, it's really tough. So you take, it's, it's really tough. You take like your, you take what you learn from playing professionally and the great players, obviously you're around week in, week out. And then now you've been teaching what you've been teaching 20 years or more. Mm-hmm. And, and you look at it like how, how different is it 20 years down the road than it would be when you start, when you started and like, how different is what you're teaching on the team now versus what you did when you started 20 years ago? Yeah, and I mean it's so different because I, I you know, I've worked with, you know, when I got into the teaching thing, it was funny because so I leave teaching, I leave playing to go into teaching, and now you know most of the people, you know, knew me as a player, right. not as a teacher. So mm-hmm. the majority of the majority of the players I started working with were tour players, competitive amateurs, um, and the junior programs. You know, I did I did the, the the members, but I would say I would the majority of my clientele were, were the tour players and, and better players mm-hmm. because at the time I could relate. I could relate right. to them not only physically but mentally what they were going through and, and what it takes and and all the great things that I've been uh, lucky to be a part of with, with learning from tour players. And, you know, as I got more so into, um, teaching the average golfer now, and I kind of have, you know, a little bit of both, um, it's completely different. Your approach is completely different than working with a tour player. I think, I think when you look at, you know, how I was taught back in the day, the thing is back, back when I was playing, it was before the force force play. Right. It was before the, the you know, track man wasn't. So a lot of the information we just didn't know, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's and, the and stuff it, that's made it harder to teach. You talked about it being harder to teach, you know, in some ways tour players is like, there's so much information I think the secret to teaching really good players is knowing what not to give them when. That's you know? exactly, exactly what I was saying. Yeah, you know? You, you, yeah, I mean, I think that's the hard part. Yeah, and I, you know, I've heard you say this before, and, and, and I agree 100%. That, you know, that, that saying, why, why, uh, why guess when you can measure? Well, listen, we're all guessing. Right. We're guessing on – a certain extent, you go to a doctor, he's giving you an educated guess. If it was all perfect, everything mm-hmm. would be fixed and it would be done. So the guess is not a guess of not understanding. The guess is I have multiple ways to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Now, which one am I going to use? And you don't know that's going to be based on how the person's perspective is. That's going to be on how their golf IQ is. That's going to be on how they've associated and what their belief systems are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, uh, it, we're not guessing. We're just 
we're guessing which option we're going to use to to try to find. No different than a doctor, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's 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 totally different when you know you're working with a when you're working with the average club golfer. You know what percentage of them are going to to change, right? And then what percentage of them really want to do the work to change? And then my final thing is. I don't know that they need to change because when I work with the average club golfer, you know, they might hit a shot that it's a pull cut where it starts 15 yards left of the target and cuts back. And I'll look at them and say, well, how'd you like that shot? And they go, yeah, that was good there. Mm -hmm. Like, all right. So then I don't really need to rebuild your swing. I need to have you have a better understanding of why your swing works or it doesn't work. You know, so it's, it's being able to work with what they have as opposed to, where a tour player is going to put in the work to make that change. Yeah, I I, I like that because I you know obviously I teach guys that are and girls that are great players and I you know and then I teach tons of just you know folks that come see me because they shoot they love golf and they want to get better or whatever. Some of them just come because they like to hang out. I think, but yeah. um, but you know it, you know that whole like where everybody got into shallowing right. And, and I would see these teachers on Instagram, right? And I'd see there, you know, I'd see a guy that's always posting about it. And I'd be like, man, like I've got some people, man, that we've gotten way better and they're, they're steep as shit. (laughs) Right. Like, but like, but they hit, they got where they can hit it solid and cut it every time. And then we taught them how to become better chippers and pitchers and, how does you know i mean like like that's what i thought was great about what you said is like you you know it's looking at the guy in front of you and saying hey you know i mean like is this guy gonna go to joey d's or go to the gym and do enough to where he can turn into it right (laughs) yeah right oh well i and and the reason i say that is because i said listen i got to the highest level and i know what it takes Mm -hmm. to make a change yeah and you can't you know these people are I, i had a great example is i always when I'm teaching, I always use the scenario of, listen, you know, when we're making your golf swings different, it's no different than building a house. First thing I have to do is get a solid foundation. Then I have to let that cure before I even think about putting the walls up. Then after I put the walls, I put the trusses in the roof. So I had a guy today, he came to me and, you know, he said to me, he says, well, I saw this thing on Instagram. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> there we go. He goes, and I never really realized that I need to hit the inside of the ball. He goes, I hit kind of this pull cut. What's your handicap? He says, I'm an 8.5. I said, okay. So, you know, I'm listening to this guy, and he's, you know, I got to do this, and I got to do that, and this, that. And I'm like, all right, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to hit me a series of eight shots with your six iron. We're going to start right there, and let's kind of get a, you know, let me get all my references where I want to go with this. So this guy's path varied from minus 0.6 to 3.2 minus. Okay. So not bad. Mm-mm. Not bad. And he says to me, and, it, you know, he, he's manageable. You can manage a, a, an out-to-in three path with, with the right face. But he says to me, well, I, I want to hit a draw. You know, I want because that. You know, he started out with it goes further. I go, then why are all the long guys on tour hitting fade? No, mm-hmm. it's an incorrect fade, Will. So I said to him, I said, how often do you practice? He's like, well, 
you know, like I play twice a week. So before I go, no, no, I didn't say warm up. I said practice. <laughs> He's like, well, not at all. I said, okay, so here's the deal. We got two options here. I'm building a house. We doing a remodel or are we doing a complete knockdown rebuild? Which one's going to take longer? It's like, well, obviously the knockdown rebuild. Yeah. Are you willing to go through that? Because to rebuild a house now, you're looking at a year and a half. You know, we got to remodel this inside. We're looking at, you know, a couple months and we're done. Yeah. So, so I gave him the option and I said, listen, he said, well, what's going to be the advantage if I hit the inside of the ball? I said, nothing. Because you're not going to be a tour player. I said, it's not going to do anything. I said, and the fact that this guy's hitting his, he was hitting his six iron. I think he was flying at like one, 173, 175, flying it. Like, dude, I mean, yeah. yeah so, no, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and again, like giving them the option to me, see, like the thing I you know, I geek out or I get interested in listening to great teachers and people that I know that are great teachers is like, like the whole process you went through where you explained to them their options, right? Like, I don't know that enough players sit and listen to that or teachers do that. Like, Hey, like, you know, and I always, I mean, I, I can't say I always do. Cause I know sometimes I just skip shit or whatever, but like, but you know, like, I mean, I sit there and I go, okay, well, you know, Here's where you are. And I mean, now, if you want to change that, you know, are you changing it just because you don't like the look of it? Or are you changing it because it really affects where the ball's going or how you play? And if you want to change it, here's the steps you got to go to. And here's the amount of time it's going to take. Like, I mean, I think that's a great point. Like, that the player needs to understand, like, what their options are, right? I mean, and, and I don't know that enough people when they're getting into a program and they're learning, like really take the time to understand all the options and the variables that are out there that could help them get better. Cause sometimes there's easier ways than some of the rebuilds or some of the things that they're trying to do. Yeah. Because you got to remember these people are coming to us and they don't know. They don't know what it takes and they don't know what they're doing. Their awareness is not, it's it's it gets lost in well if I do this I'll achieve that so it's our job to explain to them and help them and guide them I mean that's mm-hmm. what we're doing I mean as coaches you know not just instructors we're, we're guiding them on a journey correct so I, I think it's so important to get get in the position to explain the options before you ever get started because it does a lot of things. First of all, they don't waste their time. Secondly, you know, I tell the younger and younger instructors because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a routine guy and everything's a routine with me. That's just me and and my everyday (laughs) life. So that's why I go through the same, same setup with, with every client. But I said, listen, it protects you because the last thing you want to do is, take somebody down the wrong path and all of a sudden, because it's going to be your fault. It's never going to be their fault. Right. right. Oh, for sure. 
right? It was, well, I tried this and so-and-so screwed me up. It's like, and, and, you know, it's funny, Tony, because here's what I did. What we, he, he fought me a little bit on it. I got to be honest with you. So I said, all right. So <laughs> I said, I said, all right, so here, let's do this. He goes, well, what do you think I should do? I said, all right, so let's start here. Let's start with your arm position at address. I need, I need the handle a little higher. I need it a little bit further out. And he's like, okay, so why is that? I said, because you're crowding it too much and you got to back up and away. Plus at address, you're sinking to your heels to create space. So I said, okay, so how does that feel? So I get him in there. I go, how does that feel? He's like, it, it, it's, wow, I'm really reaching for it. I said, look, he's like, no, I mean, it looks good, but I go, okay, now hit a ball. I mean, he hit this thing like shit. It went sideways. And he's like, I go, how was it? He goes, he goes, that was awful. I go, would you say the worst shot you've hit so far? He goes, oh, yeah, did you, did you see? I said, no, I saw it. I don't want to relive it again, but go ahead and hit me another one. So I get him up there. How is that? He goes, awful. I said, yeah, one more. He hits it like shit. So I finally go, what do you think just happened right there? And he's like, well, I, I don't uh, He's like, I said, when you make a change, okay, the first thing that's going to happen is, and I explained to him what proprioception was, being able mm -hmm. to close, close your eyes and be able to, touch your nose and your ear without seeing it. And I said, if I removed your nose and I put it somewhere on your body, and then I didn't <laughs> tell you where it was, you're going to spend a lot of time going through your whole body till you find it. I said, so you lose proprioception. You lose the ability to, you know, your, your spatial awareness goes sideways. So you got to refine the golf ball. Now, the only way to do that is going to be to, obviously practice correctly, but get the reps in because it's a change. Yeah. So do you want to go through that? He's like, no. I said, all right, <laughs> then go back and let's manage what we got. Well, the other thing too, is like you were talking about proprioception and all that. And I'm big on, and I'd love your thoughts. You know, a big part of what I do. I know you knew that this, but like when I'm doing these podcasts is I like to learn from the people that, you know, heck that come on. Um, and like, I've become big on making people do things like when they say, no, I want to get better and I want to fix this. And, you know, I'm making them do it slow, like crazy slow, even without a ball and, uh, you know, and, and making them do it slow to learn it. And it's amazing. Like, yeah, I mean, it's hard for them to do. It's amazing how people don't know what slow is. No, that, that's what I mean once again. And, you know, anything that you would learn, if somebody was, if you were teaching me anything and you were trying to learn something and I wasn't getting it, you'd make me go at a slower pace. Right. That's what I tell these people. I'm like, you got any kids? Well, yeah, I got a son. How old is he? 23. I said, okay, so when he was two, did you just rifle the ball at him at 90 miles an hour? Or did you just kind of toss it? I mean, you know, and the other thing, Tony, that I, that I do a lot too with that is because, you know, you go, okay, I want you to slow it, slow it down. They don't really know what that means. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so, so I will slow it down. They got to make a full swing, but only hit it a specific distance. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I get a lot of times, That's great. I, 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 I do. Yeah. Because then they go, okay, I slowed it down. I go, I asked you to hit it a hundred. You flew it 163. That's yeah. 63 yards too far. Or they'll come to me and they'll go, man, 
I don't know what it is. I can do it perfect in my practice swing. Mm -hmm. And then you put a ball there and I can't do it. I go, so what's the difference? Like the ball? Like, all right, so make a practice swing. And I'll do the practice swing. I go, okay, so now I hit the ball. Like, all right, now I'll compare them and I'll do the timing of how long it took them to swing. And I go, what's the difference here? You know, when you measure the speed of how long. So if you're measuring the tempo of somebody's swing. Mm -hmm. And it's weird how they start to, that gives them more of, instead of me just going, go a little slower, it gives them something more mentally to grasp on how slow. So I said, let's match. You're saying you're not doing it in your practice swing. And I got the evidence that you're not doing it. You're not coming as far over the top. You're not doing this. So let's match the practice. Let's do what you say you're doing. But if you don't have something to go off of, do I need to speed my backswing up more or slow my downswing down? It just gives them a better, better perspective of where they need to go. So I try to get them after I time their practice swing when they get the motion to do it in a full swing. And it's crazy because it improves much faster and they really don't lose that much distance. Mm-hmm. That goes along with we had uh, Justin Parsons, Wayne Flint, and myself, and Jack. We have this golf coach development page, and we do a Zoom call, and we put the recordings out as the part of the podcast. But we had Butch on last month. <clears throat> I think it was last month, and and he's talked about how he likes to film people's practice swings, right? Mm-hmm. And and I and I've, I've been out there and watched him do it, and he's like, it's amazing how when you when there's no ball and you have them go at a reasonable speed, and you film it and show it to him. Like, okay, so you can do this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty amazing when you slow people down like you did there and you get them to do stuff, how they can do it. Yeah. And that's what I told them. I said, listen, w- w- that doesn't mean, cause they get all freaked out. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I, you know, the ball, ball didn't go that far. I, I don't, we're not staying here. Yeah. Because I said, look, I, I'm looking at. You're going to hit a speed. I said, if, if we're driving a race car and I'm teaching you to, to drive this thing at 200 miles an hour around the track, and I, you go at 50 and you're good and 60 and 70, and you start breaking down at 80, we're going to hang at 80. Right. But once you get 80, we're going to go to 90. And once you get 90, we're going to keep going faster and faster. But if you go from 50 to 200, you're wrecking. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to get that thing around the track. So it's helping them just have an awareness to, to, to make the change. One, to put in the time and effort, but two, look at to practice correctly. I mean, most people are just, you know, wasting their time when they go practice. No, no question. I mean, half of what I do is regardless of skill level, helping people just understand how to the 20 balls they're going to go hit, how to structure it so they get something out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and it's amazing how just helping a player understand that, even if they're a 15, 18 handicapper and tell just every time you go hit 10 balls doing this for me and and they'll go, OK, I'll do it. I mean, I think most people when they come to us, if you give them something simple and easy, they can do with 10 balls. They'll at least try it. You know, oh, hell yeah. But if you tell them I need you to hit 200 balls a day and I need you to go do this, zero no. chance. No. 
Mm-mm. You know, and then they go, well, so-and-so on TV, I watched him. And I'm like, yeah, listen, dude, you can make anything work if you hit a thousand balls a day if you want to do that. Well, and you can time it, right? Like, that's what I don't think yeah. people get is, like, if they've hit 107 irons in a row, especially off a of mat, <laughs> I mean, yeah. at some point they're going to figure out how to time it out if they've got any athletic ability. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely, yeah. Maliz, you're the best. Man, this is fun. We got to do this. You know what? Yeah. Next time we do this, I think we're going to do it live. Yeah. You'd be yeah. a great live candidate. <laughs> you're the best. Hey, I appreciate you taking time. I know how busy you are during season. I appreciate all the help and the support and uh, look forward to hanging out some more down there in Palm Beach and we'll have some fun. Yeah, brother. Thanks right, for buddy. having me, man. That's great. Appreciate you, buddy. That's Mike Malizzi. Everybody look him up. He's one of the best. We'll be back next week on The Tour Coach. I hope you enjoyed this edition of The Tour Coach and this conversation that we brought to you about playing, learning, and teaching the game of golf. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Tour Coach. In between now and next week, make sure you follow us on our social channels. You can always find me at The Dew Sweeper on Instagram or go to our YouTube page where you'll see a scene and a video from my teachings daily on our YouTube channel. You can find that by looking up Tony Ruggiero and the Dew Sweepers on YouTube. Until then, make sure you follow and check out Everything Tour Coach and all our sponsors, Trickshawn Cleveland Golf, Bushnell, Vineyard Vines, and Buick GMC. I'll be back next week to help all of us appreciate, learn, and enjoy the game of golf. want to remind everybody something that i forgot uh recently a couple weeks ago my wife and i went out we went to a wedding and afterwards with some friends we we're like hey where's a great place to go i'll be honest like in my travels and day to day sometimes i get caught up and i forget some of the great places right around the corner but i got to remind you about the ice box bar on 755 monroe street i know with the uh, mardi gras and all that stuff it's going to be packed But I was blown away by just the whole vibe, the atmosphere, and with the velvet pig, the food in the back room, and the big screen TVs up front. I was blown away by the atmosphere, the vibe, and just how cool it was to have the Icebox Bar right here near Dew Sweepers downtown. So look, when you're out Mardi Gras or you're looking for a great place to go sit, watch some games, hang out, play some pool, you got to go to the Icebox Bar right there on Monroe Street. There's a good chance you'll see all of us hanging out, especially during Mardi Gras. But do yourself a favor. Go visit the Icebox. It's one of the best places out there. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero. And look, recently, several teachers I know and several players have had some scares with skin cancer. In fact, I recently went and saw a dermatologist here in town, and I had a couple things frozen off. Eyelid, my face, my earlobe, and not getting any younger. And I know, I know it's getting to that time of the season where it's cooler, but look, Being in the sun is a real deal, and I've not been very good, to be totally honest, my whole career at using it at all because I didn't like how greasy it was, how hard it was to get off your hands, how it clogged up my pores. And then I found this sunscreen, Visor Skin Care. It's clear. It goes on. It doesn't dry you out. It isn't greasy. It's like you didn't put anything on. By far, it's the best sunscreen I've ever used. Without a doubt, it's the easiest to use. And we've got a discount code for all of you. All you have to do is go to visorskincare.com. Is use our code word, Dewsweeper. Visorskincare.com, code word, Dewsweeper.